Hello and welcome to Sports Best Friends, Footy Smile Season, a podcast just wanting to let it be. It will be unbelievable and I think it, it probably will be a dream that we're chasing and um, I just hope we go good. I'm Big T, views are my own and I'm recording these views in the Darren Centre of Excellence Studios. And I am a man once described as more pun than personality. I'm also a member and advocate for the Men of League Foundation. The foundation is the charity for Rugby League. Its mission remains to provide a wide range of support to those within the Rugby League community who are in genuine need or unable to overcome that which they are faced with. Man, woman or child, the Men of League Foundation will help. If you're keen to help out once or twice, chuck them a few bucks through their donation anytime on their website or... You can grab an annual membership like your big boy here. They range from anywhere from $25 dues up to 1000 and that'll give you the normal membership stuff, bumper sticker, that kind of jazz. And it'll also help you feel like a phenomenal, fantastic, can't think of another F thing, foundation person? No. Hit them up on menofleague.com and tell them your boy Big T sent you. Who are you and what are you doing here? Some questions you might be asked and here I am answering them. We are here with you over this long and hot NRL preseason, and we're here to put some smiles on your face. Each week we'll feature an article from Footy Smiles and from old big league articles. If you want to help us decide which ones, uh, if you're worried that it's just going to be Benji and Farah nonstop, you should be worried and then you should get on the socials and comment on the ones that you want to see. Head on to Big League's Instagram account, and they have all of the issues there. Tag us in one, say, Big T, what about this one? I'll see what we can do. Also, if you're listening to this on Spotify or Pod or Apple Pod or whatever you're listening to, give us a rating, give that a screenshot, and chug it to me somehow so that I can read out how fantastic you are and put a smile on my face, put a smile on anyone else who's listening. And all your support is turning up. Thank you very much. Footy Smiles is the happiest social media account in the world of rugby league. It waves that positive flag high on Facey, Insta and Twitter and is created and curated by a man so lovely his pens never run out on him, Jamie underscore 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 B. This week we'll be looking at Will Hopawati and the Bulldogs in their pre-season last year. The post was from the 23rd of February 2020. Rugby league is not a hobby in Papua New Guinea, it's a religion. Like many footy players have before, Will Hopawati had thrown some of his training kit from the bus to some local kids on the way to the game. Later that night, he ran into a young boy out on the pitch at Port Moresby. He must have put it on and hustled his way through the security, claiming to be our T-boy. And tonight, he ended up being our T-boy, laughed Hopawati. Samson got to meet all the Bulldogs players after the game, and the players made sure he went home with a big bag of goodies. When he had to leave, he was tearing up because he didn't want to go. I don't know if I'll ever see that boy again, but we hope you had a memorable experience tonight, Samson, said Hopawati. Memorable is an understatement of the year. This young fellow had the time of his life.
Isn't that a fantastic post? And we love Papua New Guinea. We love uh, the Digicel Cup and, uh, and obviously the Tigers over there. So fantastic little story. Obviously, that, um, that bloke, Samson, is going to be a Bulldogs fan for life. Um, and, and I wish him all the smiles in the world. Anybody watched a series of rugby league games, they'd never go back to watching Union or AFL or soccer. Articles from the dusty archives of print media were graciously donated by a man so generous he once lent a flag to a boat set for sea. Ma underscore Aaron. This week we will be reading from September 5th, 2013. The cover says, Love to Hate. The article was written by Ben Blasek. In the rivalry to end all rivalries, one built on time, tradition and triumph. They were among the first clubs founded back in 1908 and are the only foundation side still standing. <laughs> and when they meet on their 207th time at ANZ Stadium this Friday night, the reward for the victor will be the 2013 NRL Minor Premiership. This is a clash a century in the making. Fueled by their close proximity and the inevitable disputes over boundaries, the first rumblings of discontent between East and South began to spring up in the 1930s when the New South Wales Rugby League implemented a residential rule that stipulated players must live within the specific residential borders of the club they played for. Until that point, the rivalry between the two had been reasonably friendly, as Bert Webster, who was at 93 years old of age as the second oldest surviving Rabbitohs player, explains, there was a bit of rivalry, a bit of we can beat your mob and you can beat us sort of thing, but it was nothing vindictive. There was always good companionship. Some of my best mates were from the eastern suburbs players. But as far as the clubs were concerned, things began to change when the New South Wales Rugby League set the residential boundaries, which were little more than discretionary lines on a map and subject to change at any moment's notice. It was during these years that the New South Wales Rugby League decided to create a huge area of land that had formerly been the Roosters area to south from Dolphin Street and Coogee down through La Perouse and surrounding suburbs. At the time, East weren't too concerned. Most of this area was unpopulated and therefore largely worthless to them. But as that changed in the coming years, so did the Rabbitohs' attitude towards it. Of course, a lot of rivalry and intense pressure for both clubs because they moved the boundaries and South took some of the Roosters' territory in the early days that had just started them off, recalls legendary forward Ron Coote who would go on to play for his own significant role in the rivalry. A lot of players had to move house in order to play for a certain club. The things you've got to remember is that you didn't change clubs back then either. You played with that one club for the whole career or until the club wanted to part company with you. It was never the other way around. One exception to that rule was halfback Cole Donahue, who played 43 games for the East between 1949 and 53, before moving to South and winning the 1955 Grand Final as a Rabbitoh. For many Eastern Suburbs fans, this was the moment a real hatred developed, as they wanted a homegrown talent win a premiership for their nearest rival. But for the majority of players stuck at one club, the tide changed in 1969 when Dennis Tuddy successfully challenged both Balmain and the New South Wales Rugby League in court over restraint of trade after the Tigers refused him to move to Penrith. 
This opened the door for players to play for the highest bidder. And over the coming years, the numbers of South Sydney's did not... Over the coming years... Play the highest bidder. And over the coming years, a number of South's best did just what Coote, Michael Cleary, Ellen Walters and Jim Morgan, among those lured across town to the Roosters. Suddenly, recalls rabbit of great Bob McCarthy, the rivalry reached fever pitch. Until then, there wasn't much of a rivalry between us as far as I was concerned because there was always down the bottom of the table and we used to handle them pretty easily. But when we lost those players, we had to try, turning the page, a bit harder and they were a bit stronger, McCarthy explains. It all culminated from that. Coote's departure following the Rabbitohs' 1971 Premiership was particularly galling for South fans, and they were quick to let him know. It probably wouldn't have been so bad that I'd left had I gone to anyone but the Roosters, he recounts. Once I made that decision, the ill feeling was certainly there. I got some pretty tough letters threatening my life, but that's the way it was. Coote's last season at South in 1971 reminds, remains the last time Remains the last time they won a premiership, and as the Rabbitohs began their long slide down the ladder, the Roosters emerged as a powerhouse of the game. With money um, coming in from the recently opened East Leagues Club, they celebrated their stunning 74 and 75 seasons the following year by becoming the first to sign a jersey sponsor. Much like the old Silvertails vs. Fibros rivalry of the same era between Manly and Wests. This was also now a case of the haves, roosters, and the have-nots, rabbitos. Although the rabbitos were competitive through the 1980s, a long period of financial struggle came to a head when they were excluded from the competition at the end of 1999. The competition 1999 season before eventually winning their place back for the 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 2002 season thanks to a successful court challenge. Fittingly, their first game back was against the Roosters and their first steps towards a rejuvenated rivalry of the day was taken. It's a day I remember very well, says back rower Brian Fletcher, who played 125 games for the Roosters before joining Souths in 2003. We pretty much dominated Souths in my early days. There was a game in 1996 where we beat them 62-0. We didn't talk about the rivalry too much before the kickoff. But when they came back and it started to build a lot, I remember in 2002 when Ricky Stewart came to the club, he certainly brought that rivalry back. Ricky really had us pumped for the first game against South. We couldn't wait to get out there and we ended up beating them 40 to 40 nil. Despite its storied history, no man has made a greater contribution to the rivalry building crescendo than Academy Award winning actor Russell Crowe. Having bought the South City Club in 2006 with a much-needed injection of funds, he later commissioned Mark Courtney to pen the famous Book of Feuds that outlined the Rabbitohs' rivalries with other NRL clubs and, of course, saved the best for the Roosters. In one passage, clearly aimed at getting under the skin, the Book of Feuds reads, In the end it comes down to the souls of the two clubs. Although they are indeed a foundation club, Somewhere along the way, the Roosters lost their soul. They simply don't have the tradition, the stories or the romance that is South Sydney. Coogee Ranwick Jr. Craig Wing has has been at the centre of a cross-town tug-of-war that only inflamed the hatred. 
first lured to the Roosters during the Rabbitohs' exile in 2000-2001, the Roosters were up in arms when in the middle of the 2007 season, Wing signed a deal to return to Redfern and was then paraded in the Rabbitohs' jersey at the press conference. Wing was also at the centre of highly controversial on-field incident in the opening game of the 2008 season when he dislocated his shoulder after being tackled from behind by Roosters hooker Riley Brown in what was labelled a cheap shot by the then-coach Jason Taylor and sidelined him until round 16. A year earlier, South Sydney forward David Falongo was suspended for seven weeks after King hitting Roosters 5'8", Brayson Astor. The Roosters captain that night was Craig Fitzgibbon, and he had no doubt the rivalry has become the strongest in the NRL in recent times. For the players, the rivalry intensified over time, he said. The fans have always... The fans have been... No. The fans have been fans for anywhere between 1 and 50 years, so that's how long they've disliked each other. It's not always easy for a guy that has just arrived at the club to understand it when he plays them for the first time, Although, having said that, it's something you figure out pretty quickly. There's always been a bit of spite there, but I think the rivalry, because it's based on so much tradition, is really good for the game. The rivalry isn't going anywhere, that's for sure, and building into this last game of the season proper is a huge chance for both clubs. It's something to look forward to. And for the fans, their hatred is as strong now as ever before. Social media has been abuzz for weeks with some friendly banter, some not so friendly, between the two sets of supporters as the race for the minor premiership has heated up. The Twitter thread, hash lol at Souths, has long been a popular one for Roosters fans. But all niggling aside, the intense rivalry between the two sides could well be the driving force behind this year's Telstra Premiership Rivalry Series. And could there be any better lead-up than Rabbitohs v Roosters Friday night? It's well said. One interesting thing to say about this. Tuddy, this is me now, the article's finished. Excellent article. Brilliantly written, um, Ben. Congratulations on that. And slipping in the bit about ten, uh, the Tuddy, who won that court against Balmain in 1969, was also devastating for Tuddy. Not only did he lose a lot of money that year, he also went through so much anguish that he ended up being divorced afterwards. And he was obviously stood down during that time by the club. They wouldn't play him. And so he missed out on the Tigers, the Bowman Tigers' last ever grand final in the 1969 grand final. He would have played in it. But due to his standing up to the man and, and allowing players now to have that freedom, he missed that opportunity. Great article. Well, if you're big, you got to play big. Well, that's all the words we have written for this week. This podcast is about to end, but you know we will get back to you soon. Enjoy your preseason for another week, and we'll talk to you next time, sports best friends. We wouldn't have got that win without your support. We heard you cheering the whole 60 minutes, and we bloody love yous.